This episode of Naval Gazing is sponsored by valleygivesback.org. Adding a Valley charity to your estate plan creates a lasting legacy that tells future generations what causes matter to you. Your action will inspire others to follow your lead and make a difference. With a plan gift, you have the power to impact the Valley community forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Learn more at valleygivesback.org, an initiative of the Valley Community Foundation. Plan now, give later, and impact tomorrow at valleygivesback.org. Hey everybody, welcome to Naval Gazing, the Valley Indies podcast. My name is Eugene Driscoll. You can follow this podcast or this publication on Twitter at Valley Indie. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com Valley Independent Sentinel. This podcast is available on iTunes, Libsyn, Google Play, uh, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. So today, my guest, for the first time, I believe, making his first appearance on the Valley Indie podcast, is Lori Vaccaro, the president of the Ansonia Board of Aldermen. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Eugene. Good to be here. And we're going to talk about charter revision, Ansonia charter revision, a, a, a scintillating topic. Uh, but, you know, I, I was saying just before we went uh, on the air here, uh, I was reading sort of the minutes from a couple of the charter revision meeting minutes. I mean, we're as reporters, we deal with charter revision in all towns all the time. And I think it's one of those things uh, that uh, it's it's sort of an interesting process, especially in Connecticut, how it's set up. And so I was thinking this would be a way just to sort of explain, hey, here's what's going on in Sonia. Here's some ideas that are being bandied about. And here's how the process works. Sure. Uh, so that's that. So this uh, commission. It's a commission, right? Or is it a committee? Commission. Okay. There's there are appointed members of this. Yes, there are. Yeah, and how many how many are there? And how well, did... there, there, there's five of us. Okay. Five of us. And who appointed you? Uh, the mayor did. There's two aldermen and three um, not elected officials, but and two elected officials. Okay. Myself and Dominic Philippone. And then when did this commission begin its work? And I'm just going to move that microphone a little bit closer to you. Uh, we started um, about two weeks ago. We had our first meeting. The, the commission was appointed in April of 2018 by oh, the mayor at okay. the Alderman meeting. But we started our first meeting uh, about two weeks ago. Why the delay between uh, April and starting in August? Uh, I really, yeah, I really couldn't tell you why. I mean, I'm, I'm in City Hall every day, five days a week. I was there yesterday. Um, I'm it wasn't up to me to start it officially. I wasn't named uh, the chairman until we had our first meeting um, two weeks ago. Okay, so this commission, you're appointed to it, but then who actually sets the first date? Like, how do you know? You have to have some type of kickoff or something? How does that work? Uh, City Hall. I, be, I believe the mayor um, uh, started. He did the organizational meeting where I got uh, elected to be chairman. Uh, we had our organizational meeting followed by our public hearing, and then our, we got into our meeting after that. So there was actually three meetings that night. Okay. Oh, so this is relatively new. All right. So yes. we're right on top of this. I thought we were way yes. behind because I saw it started in April. I thought we were missing uh, all the discussion. All right. So that's good. Uh, so a charter, actually, for people who don't know, a charter is essentially 
uh, the blueprint for city government. It's it pretty talk- much the constitution of uh, Ansonia, exactly. Yeah, so, yes. so talk about uh, what are some of the things it governs, for example, for people? Uh, it, it governs the powers of the mayor, the powers of the aldermen, pretty much everything that the, that the city does. And there are some archaic um, issues in the charter uh, charter of old, and there probably still are some. This is my third charter revision commission that I'm on. Oh, no kidding. I was appointed, I believe, in 2012 or 2013 to the first one. Um, I wasn't an elected official. I was just, you know, uh, John Doe. And... Um, that was, and you went back two more times? What's the matter with you? That's good. I guess... Uh, Are you glutton for punishment? That's probably exactly correct. So there. what was the motivation to start up a, uh, another Charter Revision Commission? Since there's been a few over the years, uh, what do you think the driving force behind this one is? Like, who wanted this? I, I think there was some discussion in City Hall about um, putting the Board of Ed and city budgets out to referendum. That's one of the issues that came up at the public hearing and one of the issues that um, at the last meeting we kind of tasked John Marino Corporation Council into getting our getting a language for that. Now, whether or not that's going to pass, I couldn't tell you. There was also some talk about um, four-year terms for the mayor and the board of aldermen. That's on our agenda, quote-unquote, and um, as well as uh, some issue with the recreation board to um, – probably like Al Smith, Smitty, as he's affectionately known by, as a lifetime honorary member and chairman of the Recreation Commission, emeritus with full voting rights. And we might have to add another, we might want to add another person on the Recreation Board, so that has to go through a charter as well. Um, those are three of the uh, issues that we spoke about at our last meeting and the first meeting as well. Well, we didn't speak about recreation at the first meeting, but the other two that we definitely did. Also, um, uh, Nancy Valentine, our registrar of voters for the Republicans, came to a charter revision meeting, the public hearing. She spoke about ward reductions, and uh, that was an issue in 2016-17, which went to the voters, and I believe uh, it was um, shot down by maybe 25 votes. A really close margin, yeah. Close margin. Okay, so let's talk about the process itself. You mentioned, uh, because people might be taken aback by the fact that, oh, oh my Lord, you already had a public hearing on this thing. But the way this process works in Connecticut, from what I understand, I've only covered uh, charter revision in Derby, but basically you form the commission and then the first thing, or committee, committee? Commission. Commission. All right, I'm I'm confusing myself. The first thing you do basically is hold the public hearing, and basically you're looking for, hey, we've started this thing, what changes... Does anybody from the public want to see? And that was the purpose of that first uh, public hearing, correct? Yes, that's correct. Right. And then when do you meet? Well, we did not set a schedule as per Robert's Rules. However, Robert's Rules doesn't dictate that you must set a schedule on a monthly basis or bi-monthly basis, etc. The common sense It's just says. rules. It's just, it's just, it's just, you know, Robert's Rules just kind of, you know, governs us if, if, if we have some, you know, parliamentary issues. Mm-hmm. So... We're going to meet probably on a monthly basis. We have our next meeting scheduled for the first um, week in, sep- in September. First week in September. And my ask yes. if I'm if I'm John Q. Public and I want to go out and and there's public portion at, at the beginning of each of these meetings. If I want to we had go no back pub- there and say we had no public session at the second meeting. I feel I felt that we had a public hearing at the first meeting, so we wanted to get some work done, roll up our sleeves for the second meeting. But the public came out and they expressed a desire to have a public session and 
no, no one's saying we weren't going to have any public sessions throughout. We will have a public session on the, on the next agenda. That's correct. Yeah, I yes. would think it makes sense be, at least to offer that out there since Charter Vision can be confusing for people uh, if you're not into the everyday minutia of government. Yes. And the fact that people are just sort of learning about this new commission now, it would make sense. Yes, that's right. right. And, and, the, and the process is ideas and discussion you know, occur at, you know, with the Charter Commission members, and we recommend to the Board of Aldermen certain things we'll vote on and we'll recommend um, policies A, B, and C to go to the Board of Aldermen, and that's up to the Aldermen to decide whether or not to accept the Charter Revision's recommendations. And there will be a public hearing, you know, held at the Board of Aldermen meeting, you know, prior to the Aldermen accepting any of these recommendations, and at that point... If they say, okay, we're going to go along with point A and point B, but not point C, then that that'll go on a referendum, that'll go on a, a ballot to the electorate, and the people ultimately have, will decide, and that's democracy. And the thing is, I guess people should realize that the, a member of the public, anybody, can show up to any money, any one of these charter revision meetings. Uh, assuming you set a schedule and give public notice and all, and all those things as you're, of course, legally required to do. So they can follow it that whole way, and then they can go to it when you, if and when you decide to make recommendations to the aldermen. They can show up there and talk about these things. And then ultimately, voters have the final say as to whether, assuming it goes through the aldermen, as to whether these changes are made, which is the, what we saw a, a few years ago. Yes, that's exactly the process. How much time does the Charter Revision have to do its work. I know that's always a concern because you're dealing with, and especially that list you rattled off, those are meaty issues. How long do you have before you have to make a recommendation to the Board of Aldermen? I don't think we're bound by any time limit, but I know that's this this commission we're probably looking at 16 months, maybe maybe longer, maybe longer, because there are some meaty issues. Uh, the, the referendum issue for budgets, both for the city side and the Board of Ed side, um, four-year terms. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not a young buck anymore. And do I want to be on? You know, if it happens, I mean, we will vote on this, say in 16 months. And um, if I run again, I'll be elected for my fourth term, hopefully. And um, that'll be a two-year term. So it might be a four-year term beyond that. And do I want to be? Um, you know, on the board of aldermen for maybe another six or seven years. I don't know. Okay, so that's you. But then in, in the, the process itself, though, uh, you don't have a formal time limit for the the charter revision uh, group to make its recommendations. Like in Derby, I think they they said they gave themselves a year. I think it was, and they said that's our we at, at, we're going to have our drop dead date, so it doesn't go on and on and on and on. Uh, is there anything like that in mind where you have a a goal or, or an endpoint? during which or at which time you want to make your recommendations to the Board of Aldermen? No, but we're hoping to finish up um, before, you know, before the next, be, within 16 months, before the next 16 months election. is what it's looking like. Okay. Yes. So let's let's talk about some of these general changes. So right now, I mean, actually, the, the budget process in Ansonia, just since we launched in 2009, has undergone some major transformation. When we launched, it used to be uh, BOAT, the Board of Apportionment and Taxation, that set the budget. Uh, and then that did that that change in the in a previous charter revision commission, correct? Yes, and you know those are basically dedicated uh, citizens of Ansonia who serve on on the, on the board of apportionment and taxation, spend their time away from their families, and um, roll up their sleeves and, and do some you know hard work. But they are not elected by the people, so the aldermen 
as expressed by the people. The people have voted to give the aldermen, the elected officials, some say in their budgets. And that's pretty much uh, taxation so, with representation. If I remember, there was an accountability issue because if you're a member of the Board of Aldermen, the way it was before, from what I remember, at least the debate politically, locally, was, well, you don't have to really weigh in or, or take a stand on the budget because you could just say, not my problem, that's that's vote. Uh, and then uh, sort of Mayor Cassetti's administration was a driving force saying, no, if you, it, it should be in the alderman's hands so there's more accountability to the voter. Like if you decide to raise taxes, you can't say, oh, this is appointed committee who did it. That right. was essentially Yes, it. exactly. And unlike Derby, the Derby, the tax board in Derby, they are elected, They're, I yes, believe. Yep, yep. So maybe that could be an issue for charter revision. We, we're just At the very know. beginning, there's still ideas yes, that could still, come on. right. And so uh, this um, this idea at this point, and we should say this is just an idea, there's nothing even formal at this point, but to have uh, referendums of some kind, maybe, maybe separate refer referendums for the school district and the city budget, what do you think, in your opinion, uh, is the motivation behind that? I mean, obviously, we saw this year, just in this office, the uh, sort of uh, uh, issues between the aldermen or city hall or the mayor's administration and the school board and, and the superintendent really come to a head. I mean, lawsuit. Uh, so there was a real breakdown between the relationship and, uh, you know, the everyday uh, governing of the city in that respect. Is this a way to sort of eliminate that sort of contention and, and take it out of uh, sort of bureaucrats' hands, for lack of a better word? Yeah, that would, that would be one benefit of, of that process. But it would, put the, it would put the budgets in the hands of the voters who do pay the bills. So it, that's one of the reasons why we want to want to you know, explore that whether or not it's going to pass. It's really up to the charter revision to devise a way, and we're going to probably call in uh, Kurt Miller, the first selectman in Seymour. That's his, you know, that Seymour. Um, it's a similar uh, plan for their their municipal budget. Maybe some other uh, mayor or first selectman from another town to get their feedback, pros and cons. How do you feel if? Um, you could start anew. Would you want to do the budget by referendum, or would you want to have the elected officials, the aldermen, their selectmen, uh, decide um, how to spend the taxpayers' money? And I know in Seymour, what they do is they have uh, it goes out to vote. Obviously, they don't have a tax board doing it, uh, but one can pass and one can fail. And they're actually doing their own charter revision at the moment to possibly change the way their budget goes out uh, as well. What about? I'm thinking. Uh, the fear might be, and maybe it already exists, I have no idea, I don't cover Ansonia, I'm just going on years of experience as a reporter, uh, the fact that the school budget could, would just, could potentially always be voted down uh, at that point. Is there any fear uh, that that could happen? And in Seymour, we saw zero, a budget had a 0% increase, and it was rejected by voters. But that was the will of the people. But Absolutely, that, that could happen. And is that good or bad? I mean, it, it, you know, it depends. Um, Certainly, we have to fund the schools. America said he has funded education, although you'll get some people that might not believe that. But if you look at the facts, um, they've the school, the board of education has been funded, you know, quite generously by this by our mayor. Hi, this is Eugene Driscoll, most likely interrupting myself to bring you a message from our sponsor, ValleyGivesBack.org. Adding a Valley charity to your estate plan creates a lasting legacy that tells future generations what causes mattered to you. Your action will inspire others to follow your lead and make a difference. 
with a planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley community forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Learn more at valleygivesback.org, an initiative of the Valley Community Foundation. Plan now, give later, impact tomorrow at valleygivesback.org. And then uh, changing the length of terms for the mayor and possibly the board of aldermen. This is something I've talked about in Derby, where they have a two-year mayor all the time. And I, I, was, I'm, I come from New York, where everybody was four years. Uh, and it was uh, different for me to come here as a reporter and see, like, basically you're elected and you, you basically have to start campaigning almost immediately uh, because re-election comes around so, uh, so quickly. So what's the idea between uh, or behind making the mayor a longer term, possibly? Well, for well, you said it. Like, if you're in for in office for two years, you're actually campaigning after twelve months, and that's really like not a good way to do business, in my opinion. I can go along with that. Um, also, like our, some of our projects that we've done in the city, like the Wakely Avenue project, I believe that grant we had that grant probably four years ago, and we're going to finish up. You know, in the fall of this this fall, 2018, maybe going into 2019. But these projects take a long time. So our grant writer, who has a hands-on approach, Sheila O'Malley, you know, she needs to. She's there steering that ship. Uh, we have a Prindle Avenue um, project that we got money, grant money for around sidewalks from the high school, and that money was that was a grant from probably two years ago, and you know, we haven't started yet. So we want to keep these same people. In these in these positions, the Farrell Road, uh, Fountain Lake, uh, the mayor, and myself, John Marini, and Sheila Malley went to Philadelphia twice. We also went to the Capitol, actually, we were in Rosa Deloro's office um, to get monies for the uh, Farrell Road for Farrell Boulevard. It's called for, uh, Fountain Lake to build that build that road. But that was like four years ago, and they, it took two years to you know to come to fruition. So you want to keep people who are in the know in City Hall in those positions. That's one of the benefits of having four-year terms. It's a it's more of an efficiency thing. Obviously, detractors are going to say, oh, this is just a way to consolidate power and to make sure that you stay uh, in control of the city and pulling the strings from now until the end of time. But you're saying that it's more about, uh, especially, I mean, you think like, I guess, I don't know where two-year terms came from, but I assume it was when, uh, you know, like Ansonia and Derby were booming economically, and it was more of a, I mean, in Derby, from what I've heard, it was more of a figurehead position. But now you're in this position where you've got major things that have to happen, redevelopment, you know, huge redevelopment projects, and that you want to have whoever the voters put in there a chance to get these long-term projects off the ground and then some. Is that essentially yes, the... That's- that's exactly correct. I mean, we're you know we're, we're, we want to we got this deal with the you know to um, do a new police station. This project's going to take time. The ATP and Palmer buildings. These projects they all they all take time, and we're pretty much you know embedded with the, the goings on of getting those projects to fruition. So we we want to you know stay the course. Uh, and you know Mayor Cassetti, he's he wants to save tax taxpayer dollars that's his primary focus and one thing he, that that seemed to happen and i'll just bring up derby again they have similar projects uh and but it changes every two years because there's a new administration and then suddenly that it, they, it's almost like they're starting over 
uh, every two years. Uh, and I guess that's another. Th- I mean, that makes sense to have a, a longer term for the mayor. But what about the whole alderman, though? Does that get a little? Because uh, I mean, you're also talking about reducing the number of wards. So uh, do you think it makes sense to have aldermen uh, have longer terms, considering it's it's now difficult to get people to run? I think to go along with the mayor, it, it, it's my just my my say on this. And this I, is just you. Like, everything we're talking about is just right, your one I, right, one person's opinion. Right. You know, if, if the, you're not speaking on behalf of it, right? If the mayor's going to have a four year term, then I believe the alderman should go along with with uh, that that same four year term, and vice versa. If it doesn't go to a four year term for the mayor, and it does for the alderman, I would I would not really support that. No. And then uh, reducing the number of wars. This came up before, uh, was defeated, rejected by voters by a narrow margin. Uh, I know I'll just, I'll, Ethan Fry is the Ansonia reporter. He's here doing other work. He's in the office, but he's off mic. I know he tears his hair out uh, trying to get results uh, every couple of years because there's just so many wards in Ansonia. It takes longer to compile the information and that uh, type of thing. But what from a, a public official's standpoint or from what people have, have offered at the public hearing or through letters or emails or whatever, however you're receiving information, what's the motivation be- behind reducing the number of wards? Because I saw uh, somebody put on our own Facebook page, uh, well, they're just trying to rig the, so that, you know, re- 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 redraw the lines so more Republicans get more votes and that type of thing. But what's going on there? That's gerrymandering, basically. That's, I couldn't right? think of the word, yes. Elbridge Jerry, that's right. So, no, we're not. That's that's not, not where we're coming from. You know, the registrar of voters, both of them, both the uh, Democratic registrar and, and the Republican registrar, Nancy and Tom Mafiel, they both um, came to an Alderman meeting, I think, 2016, and um, really made a big, you know, a big pitch, to, you know, to try to revamp that. One of the reasons is um, financial. It, it, it costs to um, man polling places, but it's also a lot, a lot more work. Um, I don't know if I support. I can kind of support it. One part of me supports it. I've heard some con- from some from constituents that they're not they're not for that. Uh, I've also saw on Facebook that somebody says uh, that you know it's uh, not fair to minority population and senior citizens. I don't see the logic on that. Uh, we already have um, two wards voting pretty much at the middle school, fourth and fifth wards. And we have my ward, the second ward, as well as the first ward voting at the um, Ansonia Armory. So we're already down to, you know, the, uh, two um, voting areas on the hilltop and uh, the two um, wards that are, four wards that are combined into two polling places, you know, um, in middle school and at the armory. And so, then, Ethan, if I were, you're off mic, but... Haven't we done like stories or at least reported during past elections? I don't know. Maybe we never put it into a story, but wasn't like the the voter turnout at some of these wards like extremely? They're almost non-existent as it is. I guess if you looked at it from that perspective, or no? Like, uh, do you remember off the top of your head? Like, just looking quickly, like ward by ward. Uh, this part I'll have to edit down. It'll just be. Total, uh, More than a thousand voters in each ward, except for the fourth. Except the fourth. <clears throat> There's been aldermen's races where aldermen have been elected with like 100 something votes. So you can get elected with 100 votes. 100 between 100 and 200. Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure in past uh, elections. So yeah, very poor turnout. That seems to be the case in all these elections. So. 
Okay, so that's reducing the number of wards. And why, like the, the constituents that have said, well, I don't really like that, have they given any uh, particular reason, or is it just that uh, people are resistant to, to something that's, I mean, it's a tradition, it's embedded in the city of Ansonia, literally. Uh, what are their reasons for uh, opposing that, at least at this point? Well, like you said, tradition, you know, it's the dreaded C word, you know, change. Um, one, of the, one of the issues, I mean, that, you know, people... Um, didn't vote in the proper polling places um, when we moved from St. Anthony's Church to move that polling place to the armory. And I'm sure uh, that when they had issues over with the fourth and fifth wards at the middle school, people didn't know where to vote. So that was, it's the dreaded C word. Change, I, I believe, is one of the issues. Um, versus aldermanic representation, we're going to lower the number of aldermen. Uh, I believe uh, someone came at our public hearing and you know, mentioned uh, lowering the amount of aldermen re of representation, but, you know, people want to have representation. I get calls. I talked to somebody in City Hall today for a half an hour. I got a call yesterday for a half an hour from somebody, not in my ward, but asking me you know, questions. So I'm pretty much hands-on. Uh, I don't know if aldermen, other aldermen get a lot of calls uh, like I do, but I'm in City Hall every day, and I was... I'm so he's reducing back. the number of representatives on the, would this also be reducing the number of people on the board of aldermen? It, if it, you reduce the, okay. It could, but that's a charter issue as well. That would be separate from, you could have the same number of wards and the same number of people on the board of aldermen. Excuse my ignorance here, but. No, we didn't talk about that yet, but that's what, that's, it could that's be. probably. Right, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. How many people on the board of aldermen right 14. now? 14. Wow. And how many people live in Ansonia? Uh, 19,000. Like 19,000, something like that. Wow, okay. Yeah, but Derby has three polling places, three wards, I believe, right? Uh, yes. Yes, they do, yes. And Shelton, uh, do they have seven polling places? I don't know, but I don't think they do. Yeah, do you know? So, do they have a... There, I mean, that's a... At least I'm asking Ethan, at least two, we don't know. All right, this last one's juicy, too. Uh, prohibiting aldermen from receiving salaries or payments from the city or school district. That's an interesting one. Where is that coming from? That's probably, that's already in the charter that aldermen can't get a city uh, salary, I believe. I believe it's part of the charter currently. Are that's they supposed correct. to get a waiver of some kind granted by the Board of Aldermen to allow them to serve? Or this is just one of those, this is just happening and it, no one's It really... hasn't been discussed. It just came up. And, you know, we're going to certainly look at that. And, um, you know, we were, not myself, but somebody contacted uh, City Hall and wants to... Um, you know, change that, and that person might be very well be coming on to charter revision. We are going to add a member or two. Our mayor has already interviewed some people, and um, that could be looked at. But right now, you can't. I can't take a paycheck as an alderman. That's in from, the charter from the city or, or from the, the city from the school district. Right. Oh, that's very. Well, I don't know about okay. the school district, but from the, from the city. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's uh, I didn't realize that was a thing. I looked into some of that in Derby as well, and there were all types of rules. That came more under their uh, ethics policy, which they had tried to change. But, uh, I mean, one thing that in, in a lot of these towns, and I don't know if Ansonia is the same, but it's quite common to have uh, employees of the, the town or city uh, on these legislative uh, bodies because, just for whatever reason, they're the most involved. Uh, do you see that in Ansonia? Would this would you have to like get rid of half your board of aldermen if this was passed? Uh, I'm not doing the math, but that that's that could be accurate. I'm not I'm not sure, but we have some uh, aldermen that have uh, family members working for uh, the city. 
And is that something the city is looking to? I mean, nepotism is always a concern, although I've heard it in the Valley on our Facebook page say that, no, nepotism is okay. You should hire, Ansonia should hire uh, Ansonia, uh, for example. Is that a concern of having, you know, people who are relatives also? What, what problems does that create, I guess, I'm trying to ask? Well, if you're on the outside looking in, it's, you know, it, it, it wouldn't look, you know, kosher to a lot of people, but a lot of times, you know, is is nepotism is a spoil system, so to speak, going back a couple hundred years ago, is that's what they called it, the spoil system. Is that um, a good thing or a bad thing? Did it help John Kennedy? Did it hurt John Kennedy? Uh, the jury's out, I guess. You could argue both ways. So, um, and then the last one you had already mentioned, uh, change its Recre- Recreation Commission to make Al Smith, one of its current members, a lifetime honorary chairman. So we talked about referendums possibly for the school and city budgets, and this is all from an Ethan Fry story, by the way. Changing the length of time of terms to the mayor and aldermen is another one. Uh, Al Smith being a lifetime honorary member or chairman of the Recreation Commission, reducing the number of wards, prohibiting aldermen from receiving salaries or payments from the city or school district. Uh, is that pretty much the complete list? Is there anything else that uh, this... A group may be considering uh, in the next there, 16 months? I believe there was one other item. I, I, it escapes me right at the current time. That couldn't have been that earth-shattering. It was like five, there was five issues. To ban the Valley Indy? To keep us from publishing on Main Street? Was that one? I'm just trying to look. Shelton has four wards, four polling locations. Shelton has four wards and four polling locations by comparison. Interesting twice comparison. The size, or at least twice the size. And it's at least twice the size of uh, Ansonia. So uh, that's very interesting. And then uh, the one other thing, you have to add members because there's some, uh, I guess, Beth Smith, the former town, I'm sorry, Beth Lynch, Beth Smith's the headmaster in Shelton High School, uh, brought up a point, according to what I read from Ethan's story, there has to be essentially more members uh, on there. And what are you doing to resolve that issue? Uh, Like I mentioned, the mayor already interviewed a couple of people. Uh, I wish Beth had come forward in April or May or June. You know, we when we we were we were uh, appointed back in April, so to you know, to bring it up at our organ, at our meeting last week, um, kind of like were you waiting to spring this on us in a public session in a public forum? Just let us know in April or May. Call me, call the mayor, call John Marini, call someone in City Hall, and say, by the way. Uh, the state state law says you're supposed to you know, can only have thirty uh, percent members being elected officials, and so we had forty percent. So let us know in April or May or June, not like the last minute to sort of say gotcha. But that's how it came across to me. You know, uh, Beth. Although we don't I'm have sure her here, we, and I haven't asked her, but maybe she didn't realize. Maybe she only looked into it because I mean I don't think we knew the charter revision was happening uh, until like a week ago, and that's through our own fault. We just didn't check it, I guess. But uh, maybe she just did it because that's the time that presented itself. Or I'm just trying to play. Okay, it. whatever. That right, right. The old, the old bod defense, the old benefit of the doubt. Um, I served on charter revision in 2012-13 with Beth. So um, it is. Who it knows? Is. Okay. Let, let me just ask you this, just to because we've now talked about charter revision, but just in general in, in Ansonia, you know, we just went through. That and we're not even directly involved, but the whole school versus the or school board or school administrator or school superintendent versus uh, the mayor Cassetti administration, uh, it was hard to just uh, even cover that 
because it became very sort of personal and the mudslinging and, and, and distortion of facts uh, that, that was out there. Uh, is there any hope? Because as a reporter, you know, like we're a nonprofit reporter, we probably won't be here in another two years because it's, it's hard to fund these things. Uh, and yet we're accused of being biased and all this other uh, stuff. Uh, do you think there's any hope of recon- reconciling some of the differences or those deep political divisions that are out there uh, in Ansonia? And like, what do you do as the president of Board of Aldermen every day? Because obviously no one is getting rich off being the president of the Board of Aldermen. I would think at the end of the day, everybody just wants to see Ansonia downtown developed and thrive and all the kids to get the top SAT scores and for the city to do well. But when you see it get to a court case and sort of the, the, the levels of press releases on Facebook, it makes me think as a reporter, well, they're, they're, this is it. This is the type of grudges that will go on for a generation right now, and all it does is hurt the city. So after that, I'm just being sanctimonious and getting on a soapbox. But, but what are you doing? Is it a concern that you have uh, as someone serving the public? It, it, it certainly is. We'd like to have a collegial relationship with, with the Board of Ed. I mean, you don't get... You don't get this animosity and hard feelings between the board of board of boards of Ed and Derby, Seymour and Shelton, um, like we do in Ansonia. They're pretty much friendly. Uh, Mike Wilson went from Ansonia to be the superintendent up in Seymour. They enjoy a good relationship with the city. Uh, Derby, Dr. Conway has a good relationship with uh, um, Mayor the city, the mayor, etc. Uh, and Sonia, where Mayor Cassetti has supported education, and you could do the research. We've supported education, big league, sorry, um, compared to prior. What's big league? Prior like ma- it's Donald Trump. Is, oh, okay. Big league. Oh, I thought big you said league. big Lee. All right, all right. Sorry, I didn't he, he uses that. Okay. both. I think. All right, but um, uh, we have supported education, and I believe the superintendent realizes that. Um, but yet we had this issue with, you know, the state uh, passing this. Uh, public act last year to allow the uh, municipalities to take back funds because the state passed their budgets, you know, I believe in October, so late. So we exercised that right that the state gave us and um, took back the $600,000. And now it's a court case. But, you know, when things go to court, you know, there's motions for discovery and, you know, what what is being spent on it's all going to come out. I mean, are you spending money on essentials? Are you spending money on things that you're non-essentials? Uh, things that you, that you that we that you want, so it's all going to come out, you know, in court, and hopefully it'll be resolved before October two thousand nineteen. Yeah, because that was one thing we noticed that the, yeah the end date or the next court date is ridiculously a long time from now. It's just, that's right. So it's, what the, like do you get sick of like I know you write letters all the time, and then somebody else writes a letter. Uh, and there's sort of this count counterpoint that goes back and forth uh and it starts to weigh on our souls just reading all this because it's we sometimes think well we're just throwing gasoline on to a fire by by doing all this but then who are we to limit somebody's ability to write a letter uh does it weigh on you sort of this divisiveness that seems to have taken hold in ansonia to a certain extent it it, it certainly does i mean people somebody came to the charter revision commission and took a shot at um well sheila o'malley about something ridiculous nothing to do with charter but just to come and take a shot at somebody and that's that's what happened um there's a lot of naysayers in town and um i want to raise taxes i don't want to raise taxes don't use the fund balance but 
uh, keep our services where they are, but don't raise taxes. But raise taxes. It's it's they're all over the place. And down is up, up is down sometimes. And yes, I, I'd like to like put a uh, a stop to that if I could. But and then given that sort of climate that's out there for better or worse in Ansonia right now. Uh, how does is there anything that the Charter Revision Commission has to do differently, or is there any plan in place to sort of get people uh, on on the same table, or at least to, to to explain to them, hey, here's what we're doing, or is it just plow ahead like a rhino and and do the political fighting when you have to? How do you think this process will work? Because ultimately, you need to convince voters. Then again, uh, Mayor Cassetti and his administration wins by massive margins, so maybe that's already happening, but. And, that, and that's it. So, you know, so keep charter revision, you know, open and transparent. And yes, I'll have a public session at the next meeting. But Mayor Cassetti is interested in keeping taxes low and affordable and streamlining government. So that's, you know, what we're trying to do. But um, it's, you know, he wants action, not rhetoric. And that's what we're, that's what we're, we're trying to accomplish, you know. In charter revision, and also in the city, and also with the board of aldermen, we're trying to just move the city forward. Um, there was nothing like our assessor, so we have our grand list went up. You know, Marsha Benno is like an assessor with maybe 20 years experience, 18, 20 years experience. Uh, the prior assessor, I'm not taking a shot at her, but didn't assess. You have to go out into the field. We didn't. She wasn't doing that. Uh, so now our grand list went up, and we're going to continue to you know, grow the grand list. But um, that's going to help our tax base as well. So, so it sounds like this charter revision, uh, there is you're looking to improve the city. There's a way to do it. This is the vision that's sort of been coming down from uh, the mayor and, and members of his administration, of which you are, and just to, to go forward and try to get these things done. Yes, uh, it sounds this, like this is one way to do it. And Mayor Cassetti actually had a conversation with me over the weekend, and he has an idea uh, regarding uh, charter revision. And he's going to come forth with that. Probably oh, the what's next his idea? What's uh, his idea? Thirty-seven minutes in, you're saving, you're you're you're, you're, you're burying the lead. Yeah, what's his idea? I, I can't bring it up, but uh, it's interesting for sure. Interesting. It'll uh, it'll definitely put some people's thinking caps on in Ansonia. Do you have any guesses, Ethan Fry, off mic, the Ansonia reporter, as to what Alderman Vaccaro is, is is giving us a tantalizing? Apparently, Mayor Cassetti has some idea for charter change in the works. No. Invading Derby? Are you taking over Derby? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> All right. So when, I, I interrupt you. When's he going to make that announcement possibly of or floating that idea? Your next meeting? The next Alderman meeting, I believe. Or maybe a charter revision, but maybe at the Alderman meeting. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. All right. Is there anything? Now, I asked a bunch of questions here, but, uh, you know, is, is there anything else you want to add or talk about that I haven't touched upon that you want to bring out? Because this is, you're here. Thank it's you. It's your, uh, sure. your I, turn at the mic. No, I'd, I'd like to say that um, we are, we are going to put, you know, one or two members on charter revision at the next Alderman meeting. And um, we want to put people who are who share Mayor Cassetti's vision to keep the city, you know, moving in a positive direction. And, um, you know, from from uh, the voters list, both Republican and Democrat, I don't know. Uh, I, he told me some some names and I couldn't tell you their party affiliations, but he told me they were good people. And I know one of them. So we just want to move forward and, and do the positive things for, for Ansonia. 
And now you just made me think of another question, though. Is there any thought given to, uh, in addition to having someone who shares the vision that Mayor Cassetti and the administration has to move Ansonia forward, just to bring in somebody on on who who doesn't share, who doesn't like uh, the mayor or the direction the city is going, just to bring them on to have that counterbalance? Because uh, it's always good to have a check and balance. I'll answer this for myself. I would say we want to put people on us, and I'll be repetitive. We want to put people on who share Mayor Cassetti's vision and desire to move the city forward, not to move the city backwards. And there are a lot of people out there, just look at the um, meeting that we had last week, who are, you know, just in that in, in, in City Hall, uh, you know, talking negative things. And do I want to put some of those people on charter revision because they're the alternate uh uh, opinion personally no i don't i want to put positive people on who want to move the city forward okay alderman vaccaro i want to thank you so much for coming here today uh impromptu and just talking uh randomly to me about uh, charter revision in the city of ansonia and i guess people can go to the government's website the city of ansonia.com uh to find out more and to track when these meetings are happening Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. My pleasure. Maybe you'll have me back. Absolutely. All right. So this is uh, Eugene Driscoll for Alderman Lori Vaccaro and off mic Ethan Fry. Thank you for listening and talk to you next week. Attrition. We'll ride the dinosaur.